Alright, so we are going to start, continue, and we are going to start with text 22nd. 22? 22, yeah. Okay. When the body's perception is sound, one is aware of what sickness afflicts it, while if one is not aware, one is a victim of obstinacy. Similarly, the intellect, as long as it preserves its own proper energy, is conscious of its powers and knows from where the tyrannizing passions enter it, and it makes a determined stand against them. But it is terrible to pass one's days in a state of oblivion, like one who fights by night, not being able to see the evil thoughts against which one is battling. A little bit, we can, we can think that it's a little bit complicated text, but it is not. And somehow I like this uh, way how they make, they compare things and they explain things. Uh, what he says that if we are able to recognize like there's something wrong in our bodies that we are sick, so it means that we have like healthy, good understanding uh, and, and uh, um, what is the right word for that? We can sense things. If we are not able to recognize these signals, these signs of disease, it means something is wrong with us, that we are stupid and uh, he makes this he talks about body at first because he wants to make this stress he wants to make this this point because how horrible is is our state of person who ignores the signs of disease, there's something wrong with his body. That if we have some kind of difficulty, which is visible, and we don't pay attention to this. So it is something what everybody would say, well, this is not wise. There is no wisdom there. It's, it's an and then he goes, continues, and he goes on this level of the intellect that in the same way, if intellect is not able to um, recognize our, uh, the sources from which, which are like these gates through which passions are coming to our soul, if intellect is not able to recognize that, so then something wrong is in our intellect, or this, this, this level of soul which makes discernment. And, and, and this is a big problem. And he, he really uh, wants us, make, he makes this stress or this comparison you know, to, for us to realize that as we consider those people who pay attention to their bodies and to science, body gives. Um, so in the same way, healthy intellect, soul, should be able to recognize the sources or these movements in soul, which are tainted, tainted by these desires of passion. And he says, he continues that, that he, com, uh, he continues and, and he says that one who lives in this ignorance, so it is similar to that warrior who fights in the night. In his time, there were no fights in the night. 
nobody was fighting in the night because it was impossible. It was impossible. You didn't have artificial light. You didn't see. So that one who would try to somehow fight, it was really not well. I don't want to use the word stupid, but well, it is this warrior. But and this, uh, in the same way is that if we don't, we are not able to see or to recognize those things. We then we are trying to do something in our spiritual life, some are to fight, but we fight like in the night that there is no victory there. We are not able to gain any victory. And it's very important to, to understand this because um, when we had, uh, when I had this, uh, this class with the Slovaks, you know, then we were talking about uh, uh, there was one question, and uh, uh, we were talking about how important it is to know ourselves. That we cannot we cannot make progress in our spiritual life if we don't follow this advice of holy fathers who really force us to to make effort to know what is hidden in our heart, to uncover that. Because without that, we will not make any progress. And, and it leads to stagnation, even the spiritual death. And now, what I'm going to say now, I don't want to, I don't, it is just for this explanation purpose okay for sure I not I do not want to make judgment or criticism or something but if we look around ourselves and we we see Christians around us our neighbors and very very often we see Christians who are satisfied that they say they are believing in Christ, they love Christ, they love God, they want to go to heaven, but you cannot see any, like some kind of this zeal, this drive, this search for, for uh, looking for ways how to come to bigger perfectness. And, uh, but they are not disturbed, they are satisfied. And even if you try to invite them that to, to come like deeper, they don't understand you because they think my life is fine, I'm, I'm doing many things. And true is that many of them there are doing a lot of good things. But these good things become source of satisfaction. Satisfaction that which like blinds them, they they and gives us discomfort and some kind of like uh, insurance that that well you are a good Christian, and because of that they are not able to look deeper to heart and to uncover those passions who are still there, and and. And this, and then it is problem. And I, and I, now if I'm saying that, or making this description, it's it's uh, something what what is common, and, and really I don't want to be to say this as a, that they are doing something from bad intention. I I I think that there is something what there are was given to them in many ways. If a child grows in Christian family and doesn't see this movement, this drive, this, this desire in his family to really learn how to live faith in 
deep and deeper and deeper way, if he sees that, well, there is some kind of way how to live life, what does, what does it mean to live Christian life? So they just take this way of Christian way, and then even if they are confronted with, with uh, teaching a gospel, uh, somehow they are not able to take or understand this radicalism which is there because they they were formed in this way they were formed to live in some way christian life so they are trying to do the best but the measures of the best are given to their soul through them or through other people not through god not through gospel not through teaching of holy fathers and this is the the this is the most common barrier for spiritual growth. Because until a person doesn't stop and admit that, okay, I'm a sinner, I need help, I need to really start to enter to that arena of spiritual warfare and to conquer those things I, I see in my soul, until this is not happening so then there is stagnation and I am just in one circle and I am not happy because somehow I might feel that well everybody says about all these saints that are talking about wonderful, how wonderful this life in Christ but they experience nothing of that so it, it's they don't say this aloud but but there is this some kind this disharmony inside and and, and this big pro this is the i would say the biggest problem and uh, uh, so it's it's great you know especially and i i can see it again more and more now um, thanks god for that that uh, this young couples that are entering to marriage and it's amazing to see that they have this vision to grow together like in holiness and uh, they have this desire to raise children in different way you know and, and in Christian way and to to help them to grow to put this good deed seeds I it's it's something what is I can see more and more, so it is wonderful. This is this gives hope for future, and I think that we have now wonderful new generation of young people are, are coming to the world, and they will put us to shame our older people. But this is important. So, if Saint Theodorus he tells us that well. We should not stay. That it is really almost very. It is very silly to stay in the state of soul, which is not able to recognize problems. That it's really something that doesn't make sense to stay in that. And it is connected then with uh, with uh, this is for Christ talks about this lamp of our soul or we were talking about this nose which is eye of our soul it is the highest level um, of our soul on which communication with God is uh, has uh, part, uh, has place and the whole this our efforts that we are fasting we are praying we are um denying war we are we are refusing some kind of uh, offers from the world which are not the best all this this taking cross uh, this this we are doing everything we are doing to in order to to make this eye or our soul clean and then because then we will see what is in our heart.
and this is this is happening you know like when I mention well those who are satisfied and many times when uh, if you are talking uh, you can talk a lot of they can hear thousands and thousands of sermons and almost nothing happens but uh, if we are close to them in the moment of grace when something touches them and uh, we are able to offer them okay for example like here like this branch you know the we have, we went through if we give them the book please read that this is how christian life should look like and uh, many times if we give them this tool to their hands and they start to search they start to somehow recognize little by little these defects and if we are, if they are able to in these moments to come to repentance to the sadness of heart and ask God for help so this cleansing of soul is happening little by little and through that we we are gaining this ability to see more clearly the sources of passions in our heart and in this way we will be fighting not in the night without knowing you know what to fight it is <coughs> and we can make tests for ourselves uh, that uh, are we able I don't want to answer now okay <laughs> don't answer I've just given like example that if I can name for myself the main passions which rule in my heart it means that I can see that my this this discernment process is healthy in my soul if I can name sins which are somehow rooted in my soul and I am fighting against them every day. I keep them in our mind. This is the enemy which wants to conquer me. If I know that, if I'm aware of that. So this is sign, one of signs that well I can see, you know, these signs of illness. And uh, this is Many times, uh, and we were told that many times, especially many times when, at first, when we were preparing for confession, first confession, and the many times we are repeated that it's good to make a list of sins. It's very important to look to heart and to name the sin, you know, and, and to put it on paper to, because many times we just go like um, we are seeing stories but something touches we feel that something runs us in our bed but, but we don't go so deep to go so deep to name which sin caused that sometimes it's important to say to explain the situation because it might help with other um, with some kind of help which can be offered, but many times it's not necessary. What is necessary is to confess this root, the sin which caused that my failure. And uh, why it is important? Because at first, if I put name to my sin, if I'm able to name my sin, my passion, if you remember Saint Branchanino, he said, if you name your passion, you make that passion have strong. If you name your passions, it means that if you are aware of this. The second thing is, it is clarity. Because then if I know that, that uh, okay, this is my sin, that sin can be, can manifest itself in many situations, 
it's difficult to keep all these nuances of each situation in our mind, but if I keep in mind that this sin is my enemy, this passion is my enemy which fights against me, I keep this mind, it's easy to keep this one main sin, so I I am able to pay more attention to this. And the third one is that, well, I know what is my target. It means that I am trying to do opposite what is that my sin, oppression I recognized. So, for example, if I, am, I know that glutton is my problem, so I will be fighting as a gluttony with moderation or fasting. You know, if envy is some kind of, I feel this is my passion, which causes a lot of problems in different ways, you know, for me, a situation. So with intention, I will try to be generous. You know, not waiting for situation which allow me to be generous, but I, I will be on purpose. On purpose, I today I want to do something very generous, you know. If my problem, which uh, if my passion is vain glory, or desire for glory, you know, and worldly glory, and this is what causes that I'm making crazy things, you know. So, my, then I know that, so I'm trying to do opposite. You know, I, 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 really, I, will, I really will try to look for humility. To do things which puts this my passion back. This makes sense? Okay, no questions or... All right, so continue. Let's continue. When our intelligence, unyielding, devotes itself to the contemplation of the virtues, and our desire is focused solely on this and on Christ who bestows it, while our soul's insensitive power arms itself against the demons, then our faculties are acting according to nature. All right, so again, we need to uh, somehow understand correctly what he's saying this. He says that when we decide to, for some kind of living of this world, so it means that we are choosing Christ as a, our goal, and because of that, we are adjusting our life, our way of life, to have more, to be more like in solitude, in silence, stillness, because we want to contemplate God. So then, he says that our soul uh, will become strong will get like this power in acting to, to act against demons and uh, we as a being we act according our nature and this is very important to understand why he said according nature because we are they are using holy father is using this word nature our nature human nature in different way than we understand if we are saying that we are act, acting according to our nature, so as many times we think that, well, we are acting even some kind in bad way, sinful, because this is our, our nature. This I am human being, so I am acting. But, well, this is not way how Holy Fathers understand that. They say, well, what you experience now is corrupted deformed nature, sick nature, it's something what is broken. The real nature, our nature, is nature which acts according God's will. 
it's nature we got in paradise. So, so what he says is that when we start to live this this kind of life, when our, we are deciding, innocently concentrated on Christ, and we des- have this desire to enter to this intimacy of life with Him, if this desire is, and we we fight against these passions, then our being is getting this back this nature, true nature, correct nature, that uh, and we act according to this. Well, it is there. There is no jump there, you know. It is is something one what slowly comes like this nature slowly emerges in us this true nature and uh, and he but he gives us like two signs uh, that when we know that this true nature is emerging in us this first sign is that our mind is like non-stop taken by in con- contemplation um, um, of virtues that we are concentrated on uh, on uh, this virtuous life and the second sign is that our desire is totally directed to Christ uh, Actually, this is just one, one sign. They, they, he, he divides it, but uh, it's sometimes difficult to, when we read Holy Fathers, because sometimes they say about virtues, like plural, sometimes they say virtue, to acquire virtue. And, um, and, and many times they mean, through this, acquire virtue, it's acquire Christ because they see Christ as a that one in in whom all virtues are perfect so he himself is a virtue so so many times they say they use this word virtue just to say well reach this perfectness of Christ try to have desire for this perfectness to become Christ but if those things are uh, are emerging in us so this is a sign that this true nature or being is emerging it's coming to to it's more and more it's taking over um, for our being and uh, well there is and because of that it's normal that uh, we are becoming strong and we can we can fight the, uh, against demons with real power this power of Christ and this is this might be the third sign, if you will, this ability to, uh, or readiness of soul to uh, stand against, to fight against these demons, to fight, to answer this fight under attacks. If those signs are present in us, so this is really then we can talk about that we gain this healthy and true nature um, which was lost by fall. And um, again, he is giving like roadmap. He says, well, this is the goal. This is, okay, you are going, you are going from, you are here, but you are going there and those are signs that and we have to avoid I don't want you 
to keep not to doing that. But there is a, if there, are, we always have to have we have to have in our mind that they tell us don't make jumps. Live your life today what you can with all your strength to acquire that and be aware of that it takes time to travel or to make this path to go through this path of purification when you reach this goal but this is what you are supposed to do as a Christian so it, it because of that it is very important not to give up when we see this huge goal in front of us. It's, we, it, we can easily give up about this nothing for me because it's impossible for me to reach this goal. And truth is that if we would try today in this moment totally live this way of life with this true nature, we are not able to do this. So because of that, we would, and then uh, this depression would take over and, and it would lead us to give up. I'm not able, but step by step, you know, in, this, in the psalm, you have this item, which one is that there are these pilgrims who uh, go to Jerusalem, that they walk and while they work, the strength is, they are gaining more and more strength. So it is, it is something what uh, the psalm is talking exactly about that, that when we are talking to this heavenly Jerusalem, it might be hard, but which each step, you know, we are gaining more and more strength and we are working faster and faster. Go ahead. If I was just reading this by myself and you weren't explaining it, when it comes to the words like virtue and nature, if I just like read that by myself and you weren't explaining that, I would have had a totally different understanding. Okay. Comments, questions? Well, good. Good. Let's continue. Every deiform soul is tripartite, according to Gregory the theologian. Virtue, when established in the intelligence, he calls discretion, understanding and wisdom. When in the insensitive power, he calls it courage and patience. And when in the faculty of desire, he calls it love, self-restraint, and self-control. Justice or right judgment penetrates all three aspects of the soul, enabling them to function in harmony. Through discretion, the soul fights against the hostile powers and defends the virtues. Through self-restraint, it views things dispassionately. Through love, it urges a man to love all men as himself. Through self-control, it eliminates every sensual pleasure. Finally, through courage and patience, it arms itself against its invisible enemies. This is the harmony of the melodious organ of the soul. There's no need to, to make a lot of comments, it's clear. Uh, what? That was awesome. Yes, mm -hmm. it's very clear and wonderful description and he in details he takes care or he touches many several aspects of spiritual life and what is important he points that importance of each of these aspects and uh, if all these aspects we take care of we don't neglect any of these aspects so then he says that this harmony comes and uh, um, I, I like that he used this word harmony, and because this is true, and again, uh, I'm not going to go. I'm not going through this because it's pretty clear. 
I just want to add some kind of practical warning, you know, in this. Uh, this wisdom or this text should lead us again to, or should force us in, in this effort to know ourselves. Because there is a one common problem which causes difficulties in our spiritual life. Usually, again, uh, we come to confession and usually we put the biggest like stress on those things which somehow are painful for us because they cause some kind of distress, bigger distress of pain or difficulty. And uh, usually then priest tells you something uh, but we are not listening because our mind is concentrated on <laughs> and this our problem. And many times um, when priest points to some kind of like, uh, gives advice that, okay, you know, do this because he sees that this is the source of these problems, you know. And usually it is to totally something different uh, than that person can, then can, is able, well, many times people are like, you can be prisoner of this, your sin or result of that sin or this situation that, that, that you don't see any other chains. And um, but we have to pay attention because when we come for confessional spiritual direction, it is something. But but uh, it it's that the role of the spiritual father of the give this uh, guidance. It's not to somehow to uh, smooth your wounds. You know but to find the problem and usually because it, the person is not in the prison of this problem, this pain, little pain. So then he's able to see what causes that. You know, I, I can go, I am a mosquito bite me. So, but I'm going to use that, that you have a rush and this is like not pleasant and you go to doctor and say, I, I want you to do something with the rush and everything. And he starts to talk about food. I said, what about food, you know, good, good diet. If I have a, <laughs> this bothers me, you know, and I just give me something on this. And then as we act this way, we are concentrated on something that is more intensive for us and because of that we don't hear that, that there are other things which can uh, which are truly the source so I, I'm just saying that that uh, uh, in this time when we are searching some kind of searching ways how to come to this harmony it's it's good to uh, listen spiritual father or listen really gospel what says and this this not be concentrated only on this rush we experience of the pain but like whole our life whole our being and and to uncover to uncover those things which are maybe hidden now, but they cause a lot of problems. There are many times it is that uh, this, this concentration on some kind of this more visible, painful aspect of life and it, if somebody is locked to this, the person can lose faith. 
because the person is trying to fix that problem, this little pain, and uh, and trying to do many things, and uh, he cannot remove that. And then depression comes, and he gives up, or, you know. But uh, many times the the reason, the source of this pain, lies in he's using different like tools to to heal something what has to be healed with other things, with other spiritual tools. All right. Questions? Let him who cultivates self-restraint and longs for blessed purity, which could rightly be called dispassion, discipline, the flesh and bring it into subjection with humble thoughts invoking divine grace and he will achieve the aim he desires but he who feeds the body and temperately will be tormented by the demon of unchastity just as much water puts out a flame so hunger or self-control combined with humility of soul extinguishes the fever of the flesh and of shameful fantasies. Yeah. Well, at first, at first he he talks about this passion is um, something what we have to understand as a gift, which is given to us by God. And this gift comes after relatively long time of purification. It means that when we went through this process of purification, when when we are we get control of our passions and we grow in virtues, in some point when we reach this this level, God gives to person this state of this passion. It means that uh, it doesn't mean that these passions disappear from us, but they have no some kind of effect on us. They don't make this disturbance. You know, they there are like I would say uh, planes on the sky that you can you can see and but they make no noise. You are aware that they are there, but otherwise they have no effect on your life, on your soul. And he says that, that this goal uh, we can reach if we put to our life discipline. And he starts, actually starts now with some kind of these steps in our spiritual life, how to grow. And he uh, says that the for this first step is to conquer a body and in humility ask for God's grace. If we are doing that, we are reach, we will reach the goal, this goal of our desire. And he says, but if we don't do this, so well, we will be tortured by demon of impurity. And and uh, this is this is something what we can find in different ways in teaching of all holy fathers who teach about this art of spiritual life. And they start always with that to conquer our body. And uh, well, there is no other there is no other way. Without this first step, we are not able to. to do anything with that. And uh, there's a funny story. A priest went to Manatos and uh, he was walking to one monastery but somehow he lost way 
suddenly got lost. So he didn't reach the goal, the mastery, but he found like some kind of like this shed where uh, this Aramita was living. And so he gained like courage and he knocked on the door and uh, was searching for like where to spend night. And this monk like opened, looked at him and asked, who are you? And he said, well, I, I am pilgrim and I am priest. I said, don't lie to me. There are, uh, nobody, nobody so fat can be priest. <laughs> and he closed the door. <laughs> I told myself at the time, never, I, I'm never going to Malatos <laughs> because I would not survive that. <laughs> but this is this is some kind of criteria, something that what, what, uh, comes out even, even like from, from if somebody lives and understands that, that this direction of the monk might be some kind of ruled, you know? For uh, for uh, for people, but well, many of these monks they, they are there from really young age. You know, actually there was a one monk who died now, recently, and he was brought there as a few months old baby mm-hmm. because well the. There was explanation. I don't remember correctly now, so I don't want to. But he spent. The, the, he was raised by monks, and when he died, so he had special funeral because they said that he was the only one who never saw a woman. Wow. You know, so it means that never saw what? A, woman. a woman. And they said, and because of that. It means that uh, they saw that as a gift because he was somehow protected from all impulses which could tempt him. So he had special funeral because of this purity. He was able to achieve, achieve with uh, because of that. But well. Anyway, if there was something like this monk, if he was living like in solitude, uh, not meeting people very much, and and really uh, living these these rules in fullness, so for him it had to be impossible. When he saw this guy, he said, "Well, it cannot be priest. He's some kind of liar," you know, because it means that. Well, it, it can be some kind of simplicity in this thinking, but well, you can understand if you are nourished and you are living that fully. So then, uh, you cannot imagine that. Another story is that uh, again from Greece, uh, there was a little bit different. Uh, there was one priest in I think Athens. And monks from monasteries, they were sending people to the priest for absolution, for direction, and whatever. They said, well, great priest, but he was so fat that something was happening to him. Even he was fasting, he was a really big guy, eating a little bit, but still. And for him, it was like torture. Because he said, God, put this on me as a form how he makes me humble. He puts me to shame again and again. And he was a wonderful spiritual father, but but God gave him this state of body to keep him humble. You know? And but otherwise he was at least what they say excellent. Very good spiritual father. But those stories, I, I will tell you that, that if we are going to communities, uh, to people who really are trying very hard and making progress in the spiritual life, we find this first step always accomplished. Accomplished in their lives. It is. And... Um, 
it should be a challenge for us. For sure, uh, one thing is that we it's impossible for us to follow their strict fasting as they are doing. In this way, this rude monk was not correct. You know, because uh, for sure he could, um, he had this discipline in his life, which didn't require maybe so much energy there was somebody who works in the world okay so it is uh, and it, there are differences for example um, once um, who was that that monks in when uh, I think it was Benedict when he sent his monks to start monastery in area where is German Germany now so he added to the rules for the monastery that they can have a beer per day and it was done because of harsh climate there it means that they will need more calories energy so he added to that this balance to that so this wisdom has to be done well, anyway, but the point is not in that how strict we are going, but how serious we are about that. Because many times this middle way, this moderate way, it means that if I just don't eat to fullness all the time, if I give up snacks, if I, well, different things which are difficult for me, this causes that I am taking control over my body. I am making my will strong. And actually this fight with my body is necessary because through this my will becomes becomes ready to fight with these spiritual passions which and if I want to win I need the strength of my will so I am building this 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 uh, these strengths with these first steps especially uh, in con uh, with controlling our body but it doesn't mean now that go crazy about about somehow in our world uh, it's very wisely done especially like in uh, I would say still we keep it in, in our church Eastern Church so we have four fasting seasons great fast then fast after Sunday of all saints up to feast of Saint Paul, Peter and Paul. On uh, the thir third is it starts on August first up to Dormition. These two weeks, and then the last one is forty days before Christmas. It's Nativity fast and starts after feast of Saint Philip. It means the uh, feast is on November fourteenth. So fast start November fifteenth. Up to up to Christmas, so we have like four these uh, seasons, really s not connected, but during whole year. Then, then we have Wednesdays and Fridays when we don't eat meat, or we can go more strong. So, if we just keep those things in correct way. Accord and in measure, uh, we can we can able to keep. So then, uh, then uh, uh, we will come slowly or faster. It depends on our effort to this uh, 
to this control of our body naturally naturally and it's it's difficult this was like broken you know like tradition and and forgotten and even deformed you know that uh, if if you are reading their their uh, they, uh, they their explanation why fasting is important they said well this fasting causes that you are getting control of your body and through this you are purifying you know, yourself from passions so look if somebody says well don't fast on Friday replace it with some kind of good deed so well alright so yes you can if you see fasting only as a some kind of sign of repentance yes you can replace that with different things you know but if you understand fasting as a tool which helps you to purify your soul, your body, and to, to help you to grow in holiness, so then you cannot replace fasting. You cannot replace that. And again, this is this something what, what was normal before but it was lost. And really, it's important to bring it back to life. But don't make jumps again. Make steps. Because many times when people are confronted with this, this demand for fasting, they say, okay, from now on I'm going to have to keep this... Uh, strict fast, you know, and they go with zeal and they fail. It means that uh, um, usually when I s if somebody asks me for some kind of rule for fasting, and, and especially if there is a person who uh, who didn't have this practice before, so usually I say, well, start with this Wednesday and Fridays, you know. At first, during, during the, the normal year, just to avoid, uh, even don't fast, just to skip meat. And then when the great fast comes, so keep Wednesday and Friday, but uh, try to experience a little bit of hunger. If you go one year through this and your body adjusts and you adjust to discipline, next year you can add a little bit stronger. It means that you will give up, for example, meat during weekdays, during the great fast or other fast, and you will break on Saturday, Sunday. And next year you will go whole 40 days without meat. And then next year you will be more hungry on Wednesday or Fridays. And then next year you will go without meat and a little bit hungry every day. You know, we, nobody from this Holy Fathers wants us to go over our limits. We have to respect what we can. And even like in in this connection with, with fasting is, there is a wonderful story, I, I like that story, that um, there was one monk who, be, I don't know if I told, told this story or not, he, he became monk in older age, and because he was strong, so they gave him a lot of heavy work in the monastery, and, and plus he kept this this strict fast and he was failing, failing, failing he didn't grow, he was not happy pushing but he was not happy about spiritual life and he was, he was in bad shape and then one monk from other monastery, an elder came over and he saw him and uh, he noticed that this monk is something wrong this month. So he asked him, how is your life? What you are doing? What's your discipline? 
So he told this elder, and this elder then talked to other monks, these elders of that monks, they said, this man needs lighter fasting. So they, they gave him this permission to eat a little more, not to keep so strict fast, and everything was improved. You know, so we have to respect our limits. It doesn't mean to to go like gentle and easy on ourselves. We have to f- touch the limits. It had to be a little bit painful, not pleasant, but we should not go over. You know, but we always we have to be able when we adjust to push the limits. Okay. But it's not everything. He's going to continue with other things. Just to acquire this just ability to really to control body is just first step. Thank you very much.